0: morning good afternoon folks welcome to karate without belts i'm john joined by oh,
1: I'm wearing...
0: oh sorry oh, we screwed up the intro <laughs> there's okay. no retakes we can't do that so uh i'm obviously the john i'm joined by again first return guest or I guess first for return contributor, David Ward. We had you on during the summer, so welcome back, sir.
1: Thank you. Glad to be back.
0: And as I want to say, as always, or most of the always, Jeremy. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I guess I've become kind of a regular staple, so that's all good. It's all good.
0: Yeah, we have them stapled into the ground, so you know, it's
1: all good.
2: Yeah, I was just glad I didn't staple my finger the other day, so that's all I know, so it's all good.
1: Gentlemen, how are we doing? So far, pretty good. Thank you. I hope everybody else is.
2: Yeah, not too bad. Been a crazy week, so, but it's all good.
0: Yeah. There's obviously still no no big kerfuffles going on of any sort of social or political iron, which we don't need to talk about here. What have you guys been working on this week in terms of martial arts and otherwise? David, we'll pass the ball.
1: Uh, work wise, uh, work is work for me. I work at the hospital, so work is work for me. But, um, I've been working on Naihachi, Naihachi show as far as um, some of the intricacies and little bit of advanced versions, I'm hesitant to say, because with Rute, because I'm working with uh, Sensei Kevin Pleasant, and so I'm working with him on Naihachi and trying to get that down. And of course, if you train with the right mindset, the only thing you learn is how much you do not know. And so I'm learning how much more there is to learn and how much I do not know. And so I'm playing with that. And not, that's what I've been doing recently.
2: Cool. Jeremy, what
0: have you been up, up to these days?
2: It, it was interesting. Uh, this week was kind of a interesting journey. I'd start off with Monji, Sai, and Sai, and, and I don't know what happened, but for some reason that took me to Joe. And I, I was working on Joe quite a bit this week and it's like, that, that's an oddity for me. I'm, I go in spurts with that for some reason. I'll, I'll work like two or three weeks with Joe, and then I'll put it aside. the side, and then I'll work two or three weeks with it, and then I'll put it to the side. So I, I don't know. It's like it was just kind of an odd deal. So,
1: Do you find that you come back to the Joe quite often? Sounds
2: like um some some. I mean, it, it seems like whenever I'm working with smaller weapons. To me it seems like somehow I'll start transitioning into Joe into a little bit mid range weapon before I either do a long weapon or like okay, maybe I pick some footwork up with Joe or I picked up something here. And then I'll go back to the smaller weapons. I I know it sounds odd, but you know, going from Cy and Joe and Mondi Psy and Joe, it's like how oh, are you relating that? But it's it, I don't know, just some sometimes it just they just feed into each other. So all right. So, and that's that's just me. That's just how I look at training and stuff. So, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah,
0: I've, I've had a, a the journey of the shoes finally figured out because where I live, there's no big foot people-sized shoe stores. So I've just been having my never-ending fight with mail-in orders. and I finally found shoes that fit, so I can actually like go outside and train and like go running and stuff like that. So that that's been the extent of training for me this week one thing i have been looking at is kind of the softer i always say softer it's something we're gonna get into today but kind of the partner drill training and and something more than thinking about is just softer partner drill training versus kind of harder even like yakutsoku kumite or even sparring type deals and how they kind of how they progress from one to the other I guess kind of as kind of a prefigured conversations. What do you guys think about that from your experiences?
1: As far as what the softer going into the hard,
0: yeah, or maybe kind of like how they relate to each other. Is, do you have to start with one or go to the other, or do you have to, do they have to be completely separate tactics? Or
1: I think they do merge at a point um every starts in the martial arts differently either hard or soft style but i do of course there's good in both but i think they eventually come together they're still intertwined i have discovered through my experience i started off in tai chi i studied three years of tai chi first then i started in shitoru traditional Okinawan karate with uh, Shitaru. And I found that for me personally, my shi, my Tai Chi helped my Shitaru be a little bit softer because they, they say soft and hard arts, but eventually the hard comes to the soft that, that I've discovered. And so starting off hard, then be discovering the soft. And then if you study soft, a lot of times it stays soft, but you learn that there's some benefits in the hard as well and so eventually everything gets hard in my opinion but it's it just intertwines it's just that that yin yang circle that goes around and around i have had i've spoken to some upper ranks that kinda of wish that they would have started in Tai Chi first. They would have they wish they would have started in some soft styles to learn the intricacies of being soft early rather than learning it later. But um I, I think it's just intertwined and you eventually discover the benefits of both sides. And it's just a matter of which one you start in first. They they come around. They come together eventually it's just a matter of which one starts first.
0: Right on. Jeremy, what are you going into that topic? What, what do you think about that in terms of you know we're soft and hard to merge and where they need to be completely separated or
2: well i, I mean I, I guess i started more hard style for what eight eight years it was pretty much eight nine yeah about eight or nine years and then i moved into uh, qigong which was definitely more meditative but definitely a soft style and then i came back over to you know Ruki Kempo, Rute, the art. One thing i I found, I, I think you need both. I, I really do, because I think if if you're completely all hard style, I, I don't think, it, and this is my opinion, and it's worth like, maybe half a cent, but kind of what I found is that it seems to me that if you just stick with hard style, sometimes your control is misleading. And I think with with your soft style, that, that brings you into how to push that, push those techniques of hard style, and you, you can gradually push it on a little bit more, a little bit more. Also, I think, like going back to one of our previous co- uh podcasts like the concealment one I, I think it really helped really pick up on that concept of being able to conceal things very very quickly using soft style in on the hard style and i'll, I'll give an example i'll give an example if, if you want me to i mean like when we do like the hand grappling or tweet tweet a that, that way people know what i'm talking about day uh i don't know do-
0: David, did you ever learn a different word for that, kind of just that kind of hand grappling?
1: Tweety, tweete, because I've been blessed to train with a little bit with Taika Oyata Sensei and uh, Rute group. So yes, I understand
0: it. Yeah. Some people have kind of different words for it, so.
2: I don't remember where I picked it up. I don't remember if it was Oyana Sensei or if it was Sensei Minor or even Robbie or somewhere along the way. But after a while, I started working on, instead of like, you know, grabbing something, it's like just trying to hook the arm, trying to hook the hook the hand or whatever, and I mean, you, you get into... A lot of your soft styles, you know, where you're coming in like this, well, you go reverse, you know, you've got a natural hook. So I I think that kind of helps because when you, when you grab, when you grab tight and you have a hard style, you're constantly fighting like this. When you add that soft style to it, to my experience has been it kind of almost catches somebody surpri- by surprise is like instead of hey i'm fighting back as as opposed to what are you doing okay okay oh bam you know and then they're on the floor and, th- and that's a good thing or at least the way i think i was but
1: go right ahead sir but I, I was i was following along with you too yes i it goes along with what I said earlier. They do kind of merge and you do have to have that soft style. They do come to a merge. It's a matter of learning that earlier or, long or later in your training. You need the soft style. You can compensate and overcome a lot of things by doing it hard and fast. But when you do things slow, you'll find all the intricacies as far as balance is concerned. Every once in a while, I will study, like I said, I'm in Shitoru, we do some kata. Sometimes we'll do kata at tai chi speed. When you do kata, traditional Okinawan kata at tai chi speed, you will learn where your balance is, where the timing is, where everything needs to come together, that kumi, where everything really needs to come together. So that's where that soft is important. because. If you can do it slow, you can do it fast. If you can do it soft, then you can do it hard. So every, I feel, in my opinion, too, that everyone really needs to discover and have the soft and appreciate the Soft training with all martial arts training, too, because um, it just really shows I can get really crazy on this. Because I had a flat tire on the interstate one time, and you know, if you're traveling on the interstate, you're 70, 80 miles an hour. And I had a flat tire and had to walk to the next exit. When I walked to the next exit, I could see all the cigarette butts on the daggone highway. You know, you don't see that when you're traveling 70 miles an hour, but you can see all the little intricacies when you do kata at a very slow speed. You can discover your balance, you can discover the timing, you can discover the shift in the weight at that time. So I really think there's a big benefit in discovering and understanding the soft side and training as well. That's my take on it.
2: Oh I'd like to tag on to that also. I think the other key is is not not to get compartmentalized where if if you do study, you know, tai chi chi gong something that's soft when you bring it into you know rutei shido ru one of the more harder styles i'm i'm hesitant to say gojo ru but maybe there too
0: you're gonna get a lot of people mad at you for for reasons they will not they will not be able to accurately explain well possibly possibly not Half of those arguments end up becoming he never trained with Miyagi, so not that we don't love our Goju people. Not that we don't love our Go-Juru uh, people.
2: apologies ahead of time. I, I'm it, it was an enthusiastic ignorant statement, so please forgive me. So it's just kind of, but I think if you don't take that and put it in and see where it fits in, because if you compartmentalize it, well, this is this. And then this is this. Well, you, you've got your own mind. How are you going to put it together? I, I mean, and, and I think that's where the real benefit really comes in. So that, that's, that's just kind of my.
1: And technically speaking, goju-ryu back in the day, if I'm not mistaken, it was half hard and half soft. Is that not one of the uh, interpretations of early on for ryu is half hard and half soft?
0: Yeah, goal Jew is, is supposed like the goal is supposed to be hard and the jew is supposed to be soft
1: um, exactly so it's half hard and half soft so there was an appreciation for both in there it, it's already inherent in that training style per se and uh yeah so it, it's it's there it's inevitable you will discover if you train hard enough you will discover that there is a soft side to all the martial arts and of course there is a hard side to it either i mean I don't know of anybody who's been knocked out with a feather but you eventually you will come to a hard part and a soft part and you just have to appreciate both and learn to put them together and that's what it's all about in my opinion absolutely, absolutely. I think
0: maybe tagging on to that is is um i guess one thing that comes to my mind is when i was yeah one of the initial places i trained at at kind of um i don't know if you guys ever heard of the takukokaitas there's a <laughs> It's... They're, yeah, they're like really they're they're like the it's more done. basic version of the pinions. Oh, they're like view. down block punch, down block punch, eye pattern to the end. And I remember when, and then like the next kata you were supposed to learn after was a Goju kata, Sayu Seyuch, Sayu Um, um yes. also known as the only kata Daniel knows from Karate Kid. It's the only kata he knows. Cobra Kai proved this, right? Right? Because everything has to tie back to this 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 show for some reason. I learned that, like, right after I finished learning the, like, the five versions of this Takyuka Kata. And then, eventually, the owner of the school just ripped out the Takuka Katas. He said, nah, they're useless. You will start at saiyujin when you learn Kata. And I don't know if you hmm. guys have seen Seiyujin other you know, outside, you know, Karate Kid or whatever, but saiyujin's like, kind of complicated in terms of its stancing, its hand movements are kind of, like, esoteric, and uh, it doesn't... It, some of it, it looks a little practical, at least from the kind of the surface from a surface level, um but it in no way helps you get a kind of basic foundation of of what your art should be, what your karate should be, uh, at at least if it's not well explained. Uh, in this case, it wasn't. So I feel kind of maybe from that point where's you know we think of kind of the complicated I don't, at least on the seeming on the surface, the complicated forms of Tai Chi or even kind of the simplicity and hard, and hardness of karate. Do you think it comes from an understanding of how it's maybe initially taught and then how that might translate into kind of carrying those lessons on to other other martial arts?
1: In my opinion, forgive me, sir. In my opinion, yes, it's what you said. I think it's how it's initially taught because one of the fascinations with me is how the art started and has lasted centuries. I mean, there's so much in the art that has just... Gone on for centuries. So there's something there. As far as getting back short term, I think it's how it's taught to be presented because Sayu Chen, one of the translations that I've learned is calm within the storm. So when you look at that, kata doing that practicing that kata the way that i've learned some of the parts are very fast and then some of the par- parts are very slow coming down to me is slow and then, so you've got the soft and the hard automatically it's already intrinsic in that kata as well so in my opinion i think that's a good example of hard and soft right there and as you were saying i think it's how it's presented when it's taught different aspect you can look at it, it it's just a matter of uh where the student what they they take out of it what they get from it, and how it's interpreted as well. But yeah, so that as I say that I just love that kata and the calm within the storm. So if you look at a hurricane, that's what I think. Of. I'm here in North Carolina, and we get we call Hurricane Alley coming up Cape Fear River. So we get a lot of hurricanes. So that kata right there, calm within the storm. The eye of the storm is usually calm. The outside is fast and furious. And when you do that kata, that pattern. If you look at it going down the outside of the kata. It's, pow, 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 pow. it's kind of fast and furious. But coming down, you got the slow, hard breathing. And so that's the calm within the storm. That's the hard and the soft. So in my opinion, it's just how it's presented. But if it's presented one way, it's not. The martial arts is not to be, in my opinion, not to be a box. It's it's like champagne. You have to let it out the bottle to get the whole full flavor of it. it. This is a block. It's only a block. It's nothing but a block. There's very few absolutes that I've discovered in the martial arts. So If it's presented one way, that might that's probably not the only way. So if it's presented as, hey, it's not necessarily we're going to take out all the... Not not spurging to your instructor or anything, taking out all the taikyokus. There's some value in there because the martial arts and the forefathers created it. The martial arts have lasted all these centuries. So there's some benefits in there it's just a matter of how it's presented and your creativity your training your insight that's that's how you get them in my opinion
0: i think the first time i've ever heard somebody ever explain sage like that i have to go back on that <laughs> yeah,
1: that's cool well if that's all i got off that's it for me dude <laughs>
0: <laughs> end of podcast you know uh, that uh, I I think that that's a that's a really good insight, because do you think that like how you initially learned Tai Chi, was it purely for for health purposes or what was there a a martial arts purpose added in there? Because a lot of people, you'll see them just it's, you know, kind of old people in the park. You know, I, I visited Hong Kong about five years ago and a million people were doing Tai Chi in the park and I was just doing karate. So everyone was Kung Fu fighting. How did you initially come to Tai Chi? Was that more presented as a martial art or just as something for health benefits, a mix of both?
1: Well, my story, not to get too terribly long, I'm not going to take up all the time up here. I grew up in the Bruce Lee era, watching Bruce Lee on TV and, all the well, rather, the commercials on TV. I was too young to go to the movies, and uh, my father was a minister oh, you don't need to be watching that stuff. You know, so I couldn't even watch the commercial. I had it. So all that did was pique my interest. So for many, many years, I was always interested in the martial art. And I learned that you really needed a good instructor. You just couldn't go to any other school. And so that prolonged my learning. And so when I got older and I was working at the hospital, they offered, as you said, they offer Tai Chi as a uh, to the seniors as a health prevention and to, for health benefits of it. And yes, there are a lot of health benefits in there. And as I teach, I tell them, hey, you know, that's the I can't give you the heads without the tails. It is a martial art as well. And so I knew a little bit about and I used to think martial arts in my very first class with my instructor, God bless her, Marty Gregory, in her infinite wisdom and patience. She said, oh, David, you move so good. Have you ever studied? I said, no, ma'am, I've never studied before. I'm just excited. I've always wanted to try the martial arts. And I figured Tai Chi would be something good until I get to some real martial arts. That's what I said to her. In her infinite wisdom and patience, she did not knock me out. What she said to me was, Well, when you're ready, I've got the man for you. She was so nice to me. She was so, and now I realize how patient. And, oh, she was in. So I came to it as a martial art. And I I knew even though I was probably the youngest one in the group, there were about a bunch of 60s and 70 year olds that were in the class. I learned, you know, it is a martial art. A lot of them were there for the health benefits. So I knew it was a martial art. And she introduced me to my karate instructor, Sensei John. And it just went off in there. So that's how I got into it. I knew it was an introduction to me to the martial arts. That's how I got into it. And so I've just been blessed with two great instructors, and through them, I've met other great instructors. So that's how my path started with Tai Chi and into other martial art
0: do you guys do ever sort of do like the push hands type type stuff or did you guys ever work on that or did was that something that came more as you were getting into karate
1: we do push hands we do the little qigong as well it's interesting to me that i have read quite a few times that tai chi is to help you better understand push hands and I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out because, you know, I would always think that push hands was just yeah. as a drill. But I have read a few places that Tai Chi helps to build up your push hands. And I'm thinking push hands, I thought, would be a drill versus the form. Yes, we do push hands. We do other drills as well. Um, I'm teaching, uh, I've got a mix of age groups. So a lot of the older students are not really interested in the martial arts applications of the movement. I will show them some of the applications just so that they can get the movement down, not necessarily for Protection and application. Although I do show them that because I want seniors to feel empowered and have that, hey, you know I can protect myself because they are one of they are an easy group to be picked on, and they pick on the weak. And so, and sen- elders and seniors are one of the weaker groups of society, and I want them to feel empowered and know that hey, you can use this, and it doesn't take much because it's all about technique. It's not about strength and size. It's all about good technique. And so, as I said earlier, I can't give them the heads without the tail. It is martial arts, benefits the health-wise as well. So, um, we do push hands every once in a while, but they are more focused on the form. But a lot of times I show them a different application so that they know the movement, how to move the body, not necessarily teaching them the protection part, but they get a little bit of, they get it in small doses of the protection part. We do push hands as a drill every once in a while, but they are more more interested in doing the form so i i in my i guess you have to say i cater to the students i tell them all the time this is your class so i cater to the students if they uh prefer to just learn the form i'll give them that and every once in a while i'll interject some other stuff to them to let them know that there is more that they are more
2: focused on learning and refining the form You, you mentioned something that was kind of interesting um you were talking about how doing the form develops your push hands from one of the things I I got from staying Qigong for a couple of years was it seems like whenever I'm doing any type of push hand or grappling type of movement, I'm able to feel where somebody's strong and someone's weak. I mean, just instantly, whereas... Before that training, I I might have felt it, but maybe I was just too dumb to figure out what it really was. But after that, it was like, oh, okay, boom, 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 and I, I think it's it's definitely helped out technique because I mean, as you guys know, and most of the list, or I'd say almost all the listeners know, if something ain't working, you better roll into something pretty doggone quick. Yes, exactly. Adapt and overcome. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I watched Heartbreak Ridge the other night, and it was like improvise, overcome, you know. So yeah, I was like, my my wife was like, "What are you yelling? Improvise, overcome, adapt." I was like, "All right." Anyway, but I mean that, but that I mean that just kind of made sense. It just from you know doing a lot of that. I mean, we did some sticky hands also from time to time as well, but it seemed like it really joined in whenever you especially when you're trying okay this technique isn't working you better move to something else pretty doggone quick so but that's, that's something that i picked up on something you were talking about
0: and so how do you how do you guys feel that those kind of softer tech those softer ideas factor into maybe harder like karate training in terms of possibly you know you have people who've only done ever hard style stuff or how karate is presented as this hard style you know we get the idea of Everybody in horse stance, punching, blocking, all that good stuff. Or they get in a they get in a line together and they start doing uh, a yakuza kumi tape type deal. And it's it's one two three done, one two three done. How do you feel push hands or the still kind of the softer, more intricate, detailed work that comes out of these self styles? can be better applied and help balance out something that would be seen as far too stiff or far too rigid.
2: Jerry, I'm going to guess you must uh, Okay, I guess I'm up. I really think it's just really just adding to your to your textbook of what your knowledge really is it, it's like yeah you can do it a certain way all the time but and yeah it, it'll work you know 90 percent of the time but how, how are you going to adjust on those times that it doesn't and i think sometimes you pull from from that part of your repertoire or what or are you going to call it i mean your your knowledge base coming into Whatever you're working on, and what I've found, right, and maybe maybe you've had the same experience, you know, I'll work on something, and everybody's doing it the same way, boom, 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 and you get to a point where, well, this isn't working. Well, let's try this, boom, 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 and then bam, it'll just work, you know, and you 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 try just something just enough different to where people are like, what was that? You know, I, I don't, they don't, they don't have that knowledge in their knowledge base. And, and I'm not totally sure where I'm completely going with it, but I think that's what really, where it really helps kind of mold things together. is like, instead of counting on this, 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 like I'm, I'm sure most people out there have been, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're gonna do A. We're gonna do B. We're gonna do C. We're one, two, three. We're not gonna venture off a of one, two, three. Well, what if there's a one point three in between the one and the two? And maybe there's just an extra little step. Maybe it's maybe it's just giving in just enough to move forward. I mean, one of the guys I trained with as well as with Robbie, but a guy by the name of. Um, some people are probably familiar with him. Uh, Jeff Reynolds would come over and teach from time to time as well, and he showed us kind of developing that soft skill. Like, okay, grab, and he would just go completely dead, and it would be like you just didn't want to, you just didn't want to grab on anymore. And I, that makes me think of uh, a time what was it one of the birthday seminars with Sensei Uyata, in which somebody came up and. You know, gave him a real hard shake of the hand you know during the party and stuff and he his hand just went limp and the guy just kind of let go and i mean you know you can say that that's soft style as well which which i do believe that's kind of intertwined but i mean he ended up not getting his hand crushed i mean he could have knocked the guy out right there in the middle of the party you know, i was like hey seminar back on okay you know but no it's it, i i think it just enhances a lot of things I, so, sorry, I went way,
1: way into that a little bit too much. No, nah, not so a bit. I, if you don't mind, I'd like to tag on that and then go back to the original. But uh, I, I study uh, the young short form Ching Man Ching, and I've been blessed. My instructor, Marty, trained with Mr. Ben Lowe, who is a senior instructor of Mr. Robert Smith, who was the first westerner of Ching Man Ching, who created the short form style. So I'm, I've i been very, very, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm i one of those guys. So I'm, I'm very, fu- I'm following be, the, yeah, yeah, since it was like that. So I'm very blessed to be that close and, and I'm by far not claiming to be any kind of transmitted all that secret stuff. No, but one of the things I tra- I t- went to a seminar with Mr. Bill Phillips, who also trained with him. And he did very something very similar to what you were saying, Mr. Jeremy. At the very end of the seminar, he asked everybody to come up and shake his hand. So we shook his hand, and he said, move whichever way you wanted to. And it was just, if you can imagine holding on to a cloud, that's what it was like. He just, everywhere you moved, he was not there. I mean, you, you moved right, he just conformed, and he just, it was so soft that you couldn't feel anything and it was very similar to the story that you were saying he, you, he just was not there. And human nature is if you give something to resist, they're going to do that. So how do you defend against something you can't feel and don't resi- you don't have anything to guard against? And so he did a very similar story to what you're talking about. Now as far as introducing it to others who are hard, Taikyoku's, we how Mr. I so how how long did you do the Taikyoku's? How how long? When I- Way, way,
0: way way back in the day. But I did them probably at the beginning of my training, which was for like three years.
1: Something like that. So when we, the Taikioka Shodan, the Front Stance Kata is what we call it for the children. It's it's the Front Stance Kata. It's nothing but front stances. So when the front stance is introduced to a child as a beginner, it's pretty much zigzag. You know, you're in the front stance, you bring the feet together, you go out and we teach it as a zigzag. But, Now getting to the softest part, as far as introducing the soft to the hard, then you would teach instead of zigzag bringing that foot, you teach it like a parabola where they come up and the feet really don't touch, but then they curve out to the next stance. And so then that's how you see things come softer and softer. So instead of going zigzag, bring that foot up, it doesn't really touch, but then you just curve into the next stance, to the next front stance. So that's one way of introducing it. And then another way of introducing the soft side to a hard practitioner would be to do the form at Tai Chi speed is what I mentioned earlier. And you can really feel weight transition, body control. I used to play pool professionally, believe it or not. I made my living. And... I would play 10 to 12 hours nonstop. And I mean, I would be standing. I stood up and I played pretty good. So the guys I played were pretty good. And so even when they were shooting, it would be a while before I get to shoot again, I would stand up the whole time. So I got some pretty good thighs over here. When I started Tai Chi, after about two weeks, my thighs were sore. And I'm wondering, did I bump into a coffee table or anything? What in the world happened? But what it was, it was those stabilizing muscles When you're moving slow, you use more... It's like free weights versus the Nautilus in the machine. The free weights, you have to balance yourself when you're doing a bench press. You have to have balance. But those stabilizing muscles is what was going on with Tai Chi. So you pull out the little intricacies. It's like horseback racking. If you haven't been horseback riding in a while... You're going to move some muscles you hadn't moved in a while. And that's what, so it gets down to some little small details that you don't necessarily practice all the time when you do a hard style.
0: I think that goes a little into what I had heard from someone else who's been on our program, Jimmy Teller. This uh, is the kind of a difference between art and system yeah. to a degree, where it's like that micro stuff, that that like really small fiber muscles and stuff like that. That's kind of art in a degree right you have to develop that your own you need to figure out your own tenor for it it can be taught to you but i mean in order to kind of put that together um in your repertoire as it were that is a lot of ways up to you as opposed to system where it's just a b c d right these are the these are what's on the curriculum page but it doesn't do anything to tell you what you need to develop or how you're developing it or even go into this is hard this is soft right or this is how you're supposed to breathe or not there's no real manual for it so i think there's there's a lot to be said for just introducing all those soft concepts to the the hard. I think where you're going to get there, if I can play devil's advocate to this to for a minute, you're going to get people saying, well, that none of that stuff, all that stuff's going to be thrown out the, the window when it comes to a practical self-defense and or be sparring or like free sparring or something like that. And I like to and I like to see what you guys have to think about if if there's any if there's any sort of like response to someone just saying, well that wouldn't I or even say go as far as to say, well the mma guys say that wouldn't work. That won't work BJJ or anything like that. And I think there's a there's a well from what you guys said, there's a lot kind of to push back on that as it were.
2: I, I think I'm sorry, I'm gonna chime in on this one. Um to to quote Robin Williams and the Dead Poet Society, that's excrement. The reason why I say that is I think it takes some of those skills to be a complete fighter, you know, whether you're sparring, things like that. Because it, if you got the same skills here and you got the same skills here, you match them up, it's basically, you know, flip a coin. Okay, this person wins. But whoever's got like just that little edge, li- a little bit this, a little bit that, maybe you use those soft skills to draw that person off balance, just to, just enough to put whatever technique you're going to put on them. or you use those like one of the things we used to do i don't know i mean it's been a while since i've bogued, but one of the things we always did is i mean we were forearm to forearm now one of the things we would do is we would kind of almost go dead arm and then for some reason if they thought we were going dead arm they'd drop their garden boom you know you just you just follow in you go you push in and you just go straight out so now is it textbook well this 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 I think that's where people get it wrong that, that's that's where the wrong mentality around it is but it's those soft skills that really enhance getting into technique getting into where you're going how how you draw them off guard things like that so That that's one of the things one of the things i've used over you know when i've always either competed or, or done bogu kumite or even even uh, some of the grappling stuff that i did a long long time ago as well We I mean, we you know i'm to you know fake like i was okay i'm dead weight and then they try to push and guess what you know, you roll them and you go so yeah i think cool. it's just the way you
1: out. well see two things first of all like you said earlier we we tapped on this earlier you plan out when you study the martial arts it's human nature you deal with human nature and as you said earlier mr jeremy if you got Hard versus hard. Everybody expects that. And that's what's coming. You, It's a coin toss going to the second part. It's uh, another tool in the box. You just got different tools going to the hard and going to the soft. But if you've got nothing but hard, hard versus hard with everything. I mean, you can't. Every solution is not going to be solved with a hammer. <laughs> I mean, there's adages about that. So going soft and God forbid if if anybody has to use their skills, if you're out on the street, somebody comes at you hard, they expect some sort of a hard resistance. They have an expected response. But if you go soft on them, they don't know how to react with that and that little attempt, that little gap right there may be your opportunity to survive right there and so there is substance to being soft as, and you know when the the people that say you don't need the soft stuff well you know first of all it's just another tool in the box just in case there is no guarantee and second of all in my opinion yeah you do need that soft stuff so that's the way I feel about it
2: yeah I, I mean the other thing though is that comes to mind is I'm, I've told this story a handful of times on here. It's the time when I was in the in the convenience store when the guy was getting ready to pull the gun out right in front of me. I mean, yeah, I could have went hardcore, nailing this, that, and the other thing. If that's all I knew, but so, I mean, like I said, one of the one of the tools that, or one of the things I got from Miyata Sensei just from our conversations, it was give yourself enough time to. To be able to do what you're going to do, and so somehow I got the guy's attention. I was like, buddy, I wouldn't do that. Automatically snapped him out of it. Now you can look at it a lot of different ways, but I think that's that soft skill set coming out. It, I mean, mentally, not 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 from an art, but from a mental preparedness standpoint. I think that's what really came out that day.
1: Yeah, it not. It, it, I was just talking to someone about that in my class this morning and getting, I guess you want to call it deep, getting into the mental part. And, and the way I, the way I feel about the art is yes, it's life protection. And so you use anything necessary to survive. Yes. But the thing about it is we are, we are trying to, in essence change the bad guy's mind is what we're trying to do when they attack us. Yes, all of our blocks are strikes and our strikes are blocked. So in other words, when they strike, you block in such a way that they don't want to or they're not able to strike again. But if you block them in such a way that, ooh, ouch, that hurt, his block hurt me, that changes my mind. Do I really want to throw another punt? So in essence, we're really trying to change the other guy's mind. So like you said, Mr. Jeremy, you're saying, hey, look, you really don't want to do this. So, in essence, you were using martial arts right there, in my opinion, because you're trying to change his mind. And that's what we want. We, The warrior wants peace. You know I mean, you have to fight for peace, but you want peace. That's what the warrior wants. You want to stop that spirit. You want peace. That's what it's all about. And so, you want to change their mind. And so, being soft sometimes really changes your mind. It's hard to, you know, the old saying... The beatings will continue until morale changes. <laughs> it not <doesn't laughs> always work. You want to change your mind is what happens, and so being soft sometimes helps to change your mind versus cutting hard at them all the time.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah,
0: one hundred percent behind that. I think that there's a lot of people, and we see this happen where there's the tai chi master or whatever and and this is this has happened a couple of times this year comes out and says I, I will take on all challengers and then an mma guy will be like all right let's go and then the inevitable happens where this guy gets knocked down really hard by this huge guy and then that's kind of that's the big finger point from a lot of those guys and saying see see it's useless you can't do it you can't do anything with it and i think you guys kind of hit it on the head where it's like no no that that was an inappropriate that was completely inappropriate to what was being taught what the person was pra- practicing for. And the guy said it well it's to prevent that time ty- type of thing from happening. What goes into if that person has no hard style, that person has no understanding of what happens in a fight. That's right. Then of then of course that's going to happen.
1: That's right. And see now there again, there's two sides on the coin over there. I introduced the soft to the hard by doing kata at tai chi speed but at the same time the flip of that coin if you show someone who's not really familiar with tai chi if you do tai chi at a fast speed which is the way it's supposed to be done i mean god forbid i'm not gonna get caught up in a life and death situation and do tai chi at tai chi speed that's not gonna happen but if you do the form in a fast speed, you can really others who are not in who are not familiar with Tai Chi, they can see the martial applications when you do Tai Chi form, the Yan short form. If you do it in a fast speed, oh I can see that. And so yeah, so a Tai Chi master versus an MMA guy, he's one like Mr. Jeremy saying, you learn one side and you didn't learn the other. So if you learn nothing but the soft side, you've got to realize there's a hard side to it and you have to be able to apply that. And so you've got to have more tools in the box, and, and there it, it just has to be an understanding that there is a hard and a soft. That's that, that's the root of, in my opinion, of this conversation. There has to be an understanding of the hard and the soft, and they have to come together. It's just inevitable. In my, that That's what I've learned. They just have to come together at some time. People will have to discover that. And starting in a hard style or starting in a soft style, you eventually learn that. And so going back to what I said earlier, you just eventually learn they do come together, and there's a, they just have to come together at some point they just merge and you discover that either later in your training or whenever but they you will discover
2: if you train hard enough long enough that they both come together i'll 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 tag on that i I think it's also up to the individual that wants to wants to find that as well that that's the only thing i'd tag on on that because you know i've i've met certain people that oh no this is all i want to do this is all i want to do it's all i want to do and okay, well, what is it that you're wanting to do with this? It's like, I mean, or, or, are you thinking of a false narrative of what you can and can't do? Things like that. So it's like, what, what is it that you're wanting to do? So, But I mean, that, that's the one thing I was going to ta- tag on to that, whether it's you know hard or soft. I, th- I think people got to want to see that other side or they want to commit themselves to seeing that other side too.
0: Yeah, a decent way, of, I think, of putting that is that it's not a two-lane highway, one going one way, one going the other. It's two lanes in the same road, on the same road, mm-hmm. on That or two parts of the same coin. Anything we kind of want to add on to kind of cap this off?
1: No, that's about right. That's what I feel. Cool.
2: I, I, I think we're pretty good So yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so we've hardened soft this this topic, topic to, to a flat curve. Awesome. So, gentlemen, what are we working on this week?
1: I'm going to stay on this Nihachi. Oh, my gosh, it's killing me. It's about to break me. I'm blowing brain gaskets. <laughs> but, yeah, just learning more intricacies on the uh, Nihachi. Uh, my students, I'm introducing them, a couple of them, to Kobudo. I, I, my younger students, so I'm getting some review on my Kobudo as well. But that that's what I'm...
2: In my short term, that's what I'm working on now. And I think as far as me, after the last week, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I started on one thing and went the other way. Now, I the one thing I, I do think I want to go over, and it was interesting you brought it up, I think it was last week or the week before, how you did me say she like a hundred times. And I'm like, no, I need to go back and revisit that that kind of for some reason i just i just want to go back and revisit that one so and that that's the plan so so with that being the plan i'll probably be working on nun sometime this week so anyway so that's just,
0: just... do she with nun tebow <laughs> I, I can at
2: least do part of it that way i don't know about some of it.
0: you could probably get away get away with it i think like you have kind of the movement of the just remove the nun in kind of different ways and you
2: know well, part I, of it uh, Part of it I probably can. Part of it I'm like, yeah, that just ain't going to work.
0: <laughs> so. Maybe, maybe not. Well, no. I I think all I'm going to be doing this week is figuring out how to get a Joe box built here and seeing if I can get finally get a punching bag down here, but we'll see. And but, say you can. <laughs> say, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, maybe, but maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> the problem is, I kind of have two. This is a problem I have, and David, David, uh, Jeremy. I know you've you've kind of run into this yourself, but. Ah, uh, David. I'd like to know if you, because you do shito-ru, and shito-ru like the, the 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 style of a thousand katas or something.
1: Yes, exactly. Rute, they pick on us about that. Y'all got fifty million, but Rute, I, they have an advanced version, a middle, and intermediate version of each and every kata. So they basically have a million kata as well. But anyway, yes, sir.
0: Jeremy and I were trying to keep that family secret off the air, but just... <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm uh,
0: sorry. <laughs> it's all right um, up, I, well yeah that's another problem altogether what is it <laughs> the problem is i have two unreconciled versions of Sayu in my head uh-huh. so it's kind of like what was the version that i learned was it the version i learned when i was 14 or the version i learned when i was 21 so yeah probably probably yeah maybe go back on it. Back on that, Uh, Mr. Hokama's got a pretty good um, video on that, and all on the Bujin TV. So take some advantage of that. I had
1: Uh, a I had a grand grand opportunity. You know, they say a day with master is better than thousand years of training. Well, I had a day with Mr. Perry, Hanshi Perry, Doug Perryson saying, I discovered that there's like four different versions of Seiyu Chen. I never knew that. And so that just blows my mind out the water right there. So i i I a little bit of what understanding of what you're saying. So, but it was awesome. He showed me how, I I was just blown. I was just blown away. Just blown away. I thought, you know, Chito, there's a little minor difference in different styles. No, uh -uh. he was showing me four different ways to do Seiyu chin, and I just didn't even know they existed, so.
0: And he probably knew exactly where the differences were and exactly what the intricacies were.
1: Yes. Yeah, so that was an incredible day.
0: We'd love to have him on on here at, at some point. We, go, we have to kind of do, to, to uh, pay our dues to the uh, podcast mafia first. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, any closing
1: words? Man, I'm I'm good this week. So I'm good. I just appreciate your time and appreciate you having me and sharing what little bit, as I said earlier, what I don't know, <laughs> and just continue to train. And it was an honor to meet you, Mr. Jeremy and uh Gong and Shitaru. Uh, as I said, I've traveled down to uh, train with a little bit with Mr. Kevin Pleasant, and it's just blowing my mind. When I train with Rute, I learn more about my Tai Chi than I actually do about my hard style of the martial arts, and and I'm sure that comes from... Tyco Yoderson says background, but it, it still just blows my mind. I'm going down there to learn, you know, the hard stuff per se. But I learn more about, I see more and discover more about my Tai Chi when I train with the Rute, which is pretty much the softer style it gets hard of course I mean we lay hands as I tell my students we we go through some pain and we lay hands but it, it's just phenomenal to me that I learned more about my Tai Chi when I train in Rute. it's just awesome to me I love it
2: absolutely yeah I'll quote one of the guys I used to train with it's like this is the first thing we've ever done that uh, the more you do it the more complex it gets so. yeah exactly exactly it's a rabbit hole
0: I think and I think that's a good way to kind of wrap up on like soft styles, not necessarily soft and in terms of it's it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, striking ability or whatever. But it's more that. It's more detailed. It's more examination of that. And that if you speed it up, like you were saying, David, it becomes what other hard styles look like. Just what just completely gets missed.
2: Right. Absolutely. All
0: right, gentlemen. Uh, David, thank you so much for coming on with us. Jeremy, thank you as always. David, you're welcome on here anytime. Uh, so well, I hope to hope to get fight, you back.
1: I, I don't have much to offer, but I do appreciate being <laughs> here.
0: Well, sirs, have a good night, and everybody else, don't forget to keep training.
1: Exactly.